Hi, everyone. Welcome to Morning Matcha. I'm here today with Dr. Habib Sadegi, the co-founder of Beehive of Healing Integrative Medical and Dental Center, the co-founder of LoveButton.org, the author of Within and the Clarity Cleanse, and also the publisher of Magazine. Hi, Dr. Sadegi. Hi. I'm just so, so proud of you to getting all that in one breath. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's really wonderful to be here. And I thought maybe a, a good place to start would be to um, just call in the light to do a centering, and then we could move into your questions, if, if it's okay. I'd love that. Yeah, sure. Yeah. We could. Um, so um, I, uh, I usually um, just close my eyes, and I just put my uh, hands in the center of my chest. And just in service of allowing you know, the energy to move into our hearts. And from that place, we can take a deep breath in and let it go. <sighs> Father asking for clearing and Father, Mother, God, beloved friend, Lord God of all creation, O Divine Spirit, we come before you in the depth of gratitude for the gift of life. We're so grateful for this opportunity and we humbly ask for a column of light to be present here and for Nikki, myself and the whole film crew, this house, this space to be filled, surrounded and protected with that white light of living love. We ask that um, any karma, negativity, misunderstandings, mis identification, misperceptions, any misuse of energy, anything that no longer serves us, that is ready to be released, to be released, and to be taken up into that realm of light and sound where can be transmuted, transformed into qualities that can be for our own upliftment as we remember that we are souls having a human experience. And for all that, we give our thanks. So it is. So it is. I'm just so excited to be with you and to be here. Me too. Thank you so much. I know you're so busy and having just spent several years writing this book and maintaining your practice, it's amazing. you just jumping right into sharing it with everyone. And I feel so honored to share this with you and with our readers and listeners. So thank you. My pleasure. It's a privilege. I mean, when you ask, it was, uh, I mean, the answer was yes, because for me, you really embody everything that's captured in the book. And it's all because of you and working with you and helping me, you helping me find and you helping me empower myself and knowing that I have all the answers if I just look within and mm. I really appreciate you guiding me through that. And we'll get into how you really helped me personally and then went on to help my family and what a difference mm. it's made in my life. And I really want to start with um, often when we talk, I get to talk so much about myself with you and I've never had this opportunity to really interview you. So it's so mm. special to me. And I've really connected with you and your books and listen to your TED talks and read your articles on Goop. And 
and I know your story from reading, mm-hmm. but I'm so, um, I'm so excited to hear from you directly from you, uh, just how your journey began. And I know people listening and myself, I know that, you know, it started with the cancer diagnosis while you were in mm-hmm. medical school and, um, and yeah, I just would love for you to share a little bit about that experience and uh, how you hit that crossroads of changing and really starting to look within. Mm-hmm. It's it's so fascinating. In case you ha- you see this this um, happy face that I can't lift off whenever I look at her. Every time I I, I look at you, I remember uh, the huddle that we had at yeah. Beehive a few days uh, or so before your wedding. Mm-hmm. with your mom and dad and your beloved and your beloved sister. So it's such a privilege to have um, to have witnessed your growth uh, and your expansion and really what you're what you're about in the world. Uh, it's it's really my privilege to be here. Um, look at you know just like you, just like all of us, just like any seed, Right. There is uh, there's always a story. Right. Because um, it seems like we need to be planted just like a seed needs to be planted. And you got to go through this dark night of the soul, so to speak, where you get cracked open and, you know, with patience and with um, guidance and tuning in, you you allow the the seed, which what in the book I refer to it as an intelligence, right, to to sprout and, you know, and then that inner knowing can create a forest, right? It's mm-hmm. very easy for people to say, wow, you know, Beehive of Healing or Dr. Sudegi or Love Button or Megazen or Clarity Cleanse or Within. But it really started with a seed. And that seed, as, as you mentioned it, it started uh, in medical school, second year, where I was diagnosed with um, stage three testicular cancer. And this was on the background, um, you know, this was 1997. Um, You know, it's every time I talk about it, I get teary eyes because I I just cannot figure out with this 26 year old in me, right? What he went through, the, the, the pain, the trauma, the not knowing, right? It's, um, to be told that, look, you got stage three and you got 30% chance of survival. You'll never have a baby. And, you know, we got to cut you open from the pubic bone all the way to your chest bone and take out your gut and then radiation and then at least four cycles of cisplatinum chemotherapy. And for me at the time, it seemed really excessive, right? I mean, that's not what I advocate. What I do advocate is tuning in and, and seeing what feels right right? And, and finding your way. And for me, finding my way was taking some time off. And of course, at the time, the medical school couldn't understand why I wanted to take some time off, even though I was, you know, I had this diagnosis. So I applied for a research uh, fellowship through Prevent Blindness America. And I got a grant and I started doing research at, um, through USC at Doheny Eye Institute, um, which back then was affiliated with USC. Now it's affiliated with UCLA Jewel Stein. And I started working um, as a research fellow at, um, 
at lab of uh, Stephen Ryan, who was the, at the time, who was the dean of school of medicine. And then eventually I got recruited by Alfreda Sedun, who was a neuro-ophthalmologist. And so really the bulk of my research background and the publication, it's, it's, uh, you know, I, it's out of eye and, and neuro-ophthalmology and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I was doing that, I, I used this opportunity to also travel. You know, mm-hmm. I, I That's tra- when you went to Mexico and all. Yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, I started um, looking outside of the box, mm-hmm. right? It's, uh, I started paying attention. I started noticing, um, you know, really f- um, getting in touch with years of sexual abuse, uh, you know, um, as a kid. Um, if, you know, if. Yeah, at the time it sounds very naive now, but I, I asked, could there be a correlation between being di- diagnosed with testicular cancer on the ref's left side and years of feeling guilty and shameful and neglected and all that? So I start traveling Mexico. I started working with a, a, a shaman, a, a medicine man, Cunandero, as it's called, and... Um, if you rem- if you remind me, in the book I talk about I how he gave it. me the un Coin, peso, the, the nineteen thirty two. I brought it so oh, we wow. can for so. Yeah. And I also brought the golden, the that golden, Gary gave yeah, you? The, from that Gary gave me, um, because you know these are some of the landmarks for me. These are some of the things that I've been carrying for years, and they anchored me. Right, um, you know, traveling to Mexico, traveling to India, going to the Himachal Pradesh, the northern part of India. Um, studying Ayurvedic medicine, um, you know, really delving into um, um, paying attention to my diet, practicing yoga, um, deepening in osteopathic medical practice, and did this all come intuitively to you, or did you have some sort of background from before that kind of like inspired this alternative look into things? Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, well, I mean, I was second year medical school, yeah. so I was really, I was versed in this, you know, and I, I, I had familiarity with um, systemic forms of medicine, such as Ayurvedic medicine. Oh, they taught you that in medical school? Well, no, I read, I would read on my own, right? Yeah. The whole field of cosmobiology, which is um, the effects that the planets have on our body, mm-hmm. right? Uh, these are some of the things that I was interested in. So I would read on oh. my own and, um, you know, uh, you know, reading and then going to Germany and studying German new medicine where you pay close attention and you can look at and you can do CAT scan of the brain and look at primary and secondary lesions that could be contributing to the development of malignancies. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but these are at the time, um, they were very new, they were very progressive and, um, they weren't, I mean, you know, the, the internet wasn't as developed, right? You could, you didn't have as much resources. Mm -hmm. Um, so all that really uh, was an attempt of, of writing the clarity cleanse was to give back. Right. So that, um, I, I understand that there are people that they may not have access to me, right? And and they're, they might be going through some challenges. For them, it might not be cancer. For them, it might be um, wanting to get pregnant, mm-hmm. right? Or 
um, or knowing how to create that cup, that womb, that uterus, that would be more conducive to pregnancy, mm -hmm. right? It could be having a more healthier sexual life, right? It could be, um, you know, not, not wanting to be in pain. It could be multiple sclerosis. It could be a neurological issues. It could be depression. It could be a low uh, immune system. It could be an autoimmune disease such as Hashimoto's thyroiditis, right? Lupus, rheumatoid arthritis, uh, autoimmune hepatitis, or many things. Look, their list goes on and on. The beauty of this is that when people approach it, they can get so much out of it, you see. But I, I didn't have a Dr. Siddiqui. It mm -hmm. wasn't, you know, I didn't have a clarity cleanse at a time. So when I was asked um, that, you know, uh, because Goop at the time didn't have an imprint, right? And this is the first uh, book externally that they're publishing. Yeah. So when I was asked, is there, you know, if you were to... Um, to contribute, what would you contribute? And the idea was to come up with 12 steps that people could do. And it would start internally by creating the cup, right? The mental aspect to create the right mindset. And then to come into it from a dietary guidelines that they could create the conduciveness that they could get their body back. Mm -hmm. That was really the intention. I love how you talk about the um, septic tank that mm. we have in the mm -hmm. book. And I love that analogy. Do you mind sharing about that? And I mean, we have one right now. We have a manage waste management system in our body. That's what you say, our digestion mm -hmm. process. But being able to basically the book is about being able to digest our emotions and finding that clarity that helps us. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so the first distinction of the emotional management system or EMS that's created. Because look, there are a lot of people that they've talked about some aspects that emotion affects our body, right? Yeah. You, you know, can, late Candace Perth, um, molecules of emotion, D uh, Dr. Deepak Chopra, Dr. Andrew Whale, right? There are a lot of people. But the newness, and, and that's why perhaps your uh, listeners and your viewers may not really expect is this is the first time that someone is creating a model uh, that looks at metabolism of emotion. Mm -hmm. So we walk around and we're like, we're, no one really pays attention that, you know, rant, the random thoughts that we're having. Now having thoughts is different than thinking, right? Mm -hmm. You're sitting there, you're engaged, but what I say or the way I say it, or there might be a sound in the background it generates an endogenous thoughts for you. These thoughts, they activate different neuropathways, okay, that they fire up at the same time. Mm -hmm. And what they do is they produce chemicals. They produce chemicals that they're referred to as neurotransmitters. I mean, and there's so many of them, <laughs> right? There's serotonin, there is histamine to some extent, um, there's melatonin, there is GABA, glutamine, glutamate, epinephrine, norepinephrine, I mean, on and on and on and on. And what do they do? They create feelings, right? Mm -hmm. um, feelings uh, such as uh, feeling happy, feeling sad, uh, you know, feeling up, feeling down. That's what they create. And these feelings then upregulate. They influence our hormones, right? Hormones 
testosterone, growth hormone, estrogen, estrone, biased, right? Uh, pregnenolone, um, uh, you know, these are all hormones. And what do they do? They create a particular holding pattern that we refer to as emotions. Mm -hmm. Most people, they get stuck in that, right? Yeah. Thoughts, neurotransmitters, feelings, hormones, emotions. So they go through 24 hours a day, seven days a week, four weeks a month, 12 months a year. That's all they're going through. It's this pattern, right? And thoughts, they could come from inside. I could be sitting saying something. It could remind me, remind you of your cousin, mm -hmm. right? Or your father or this. And you keep, they keep coming in and they keep creating neurotransmitter and feelings and emotions. And it fills up the cup. And then it, you wouldn't really be here fully alive, open for a newness to occur, right? So if there is a way that you could metabolize this, and can you imagine every day there is a way, and that's what I really go into in mm -hmm. the book, right? Of how to empty out this cup and how to go into metabolism of emotions. Now, metabolism, emotion, it could be metabolism of grief, Mm -hmm. um, it could be metabolism of shame. It could be metabolism of frustration. Well, you, you name it, right? The model that I bring forward is when these emotions, when they have no organization, it's what I refer to as disorganism, mm -hmm. which leads into psychosomatic illnesses. And I tell you, listen, I've been in, you know, I've been doing this. I've been seeing patients day in, day out. There is hardly any disease that it doesn't have a component that comes from this disorganism, this organization of thoughts, feelings, emotions that leads into psychosomatic co contribution. A mm -hmm. lot of diseases, they're caused. They're very ontology. It comes from that. Okay. Yeah. So um, th th this idea that there is a metabolism and metabolism, as I go into it, uh, etymologically speaking, in Greek, it means ceaseless change. Mm -hmm. That's all. And metabolism have a, has a system, right? You start with breaking things down, right? Catabolism, mm -hmm. catastrophe. Mm -hmm. So you break things down and then you build a new interpretation. So catabolism, anabolism. Look, you bring your favorite salad, kale, broccoli, whatever it is. First, you have to accept it. You let it in. You chew it down. The chewing the mastication, the chewing is actually catabolism. Mm -hmm. Then you have to swallow it. Then you have to stomach it. Then there's a whole process of digestion, which in uh, Ms. Gwyneth Paltrow's uh, second book, It's All Good, mm -hmm. I had the privilege, I was asked to write the foreword. The entire foreword is based on etymological interpretation of digestion. Di, the prefix di, means two. Gest, right? The gestational period of mm -hmm. pregnancy. Gest means to carry. So digestion is to carry two things at the same time. Every time we eat something, not everything, it's good. Mm -hmm. You know, there's certain things that the, you know, the, the protein, amino acids, phytonutrients, N-acetylcysteine, uh, the B's, trace minerals, right? But there are things that doesn't serve us and we have to let go. Mm-hmm. That's really the process of digestion. So metabolism always starts with catabolism. 
And then what comes after, the second phase, is anabolism or building up, okay? You run into a wall, you get your, you know, your toolkit, and the toolkit is what I've outlined, the 12 steps. You break the wall down one brick at a time, and then you use the same bricks, the ones that you want, you keep, and you create a new wall. Mm-hmm. That's the premise. Of so the is purge emotional writing, that's breaking down? Exactly. So one of the things, it's, it's Pew 12, mm-hmm. or Purge Emotional Writing 12 Minutes a Day. And the, the purpose of Pew 12 is to take a survey. You look, a lot of people, they, um, we're, we're just too busy, right? We're, we're rushed. Mm-hmm. And we wake up with the phone, with the cell phone, and then we turn off the cell phone. And on our way to the bathroom, we pick up the cell phone. And you look at all the texts you answer the text messages, then it takes you to the Instagram, and then it takes you to the Facebook, and then it takes you to the Twitter account, and then it takes you to the email. Mm-hmm. Look, it's yeah, there's that's what an hour, two hours, mm-hmm. right? But it has already started the thoughts, neurotransmitter, feelings, hormones, emotions. That sets the entire mood or emotional set point. For the day. Mm-hmm. Now, if we get the wrong text, if we get the wrong tweet, if we don't like what someone said on Instagram, if we got the wrong email, well, you pretty much know what kind of day you're going to have, mm-hmm. right? So what would it be like to take 12 minutes, you sit down somewhere and you really tune in and you don't really pay attention. It's not important if everything is right spelling or not. And, and you know, you, you go through this process of taking a survey and writing and asking questions. Well, how am I feeling? What are my low-hanging fruits of my thoughts? Mm-hmm. What are the low-hanging fruits of my feelings? What are, what's present for me? Am I pissed? Why am I pissed? Where, do I have any discomfort? Where's the discomfort? You'll be surprised. By taking a survey, right, of, you know, how much it comes out. Look, I, you've, you've practiced these, right? Yeah. We've, you've gone through the program. So um, I, I would love to, to hear a little bit from About you. About my like, experience. You know, in terms of you doing the purged emotional writing or, or some, of, some yeah. of the experiences that we've had. Well, my first experience with you was really um, amazing because I came to you at after seeing a bunch of doctors doing a bunch of tests and not accepting anyone's answer. I was vegan and I was not that vegan is bad, but at the time it was, I was vegan because I wanted to, I was just limiting myself and I put myself in this box and it was all about control and I was depleting myself and in my blood work, it showed you were looking at my blood work. You're like, you're depleted. And Mm -hmm. I was afraid. I was someone who took like food to the next level and I didn't Mm want to eat legumes. I didn't want to eat anything because I was like, it was in fear mode. Basically Mm -hmm. I was afraid to eat things because I had too much information. It was information overload because Mm -hmm. right now, like you said, you can go on Instagram, Twitter, Google, whatever you want. And there's an answer for anything Mm -hmm. and to be able to have that at the tip of your fingertips can also can be pretty dangerous if you don't have that clarity that sense of self that Mm self-love and for me I 
after working with you and doing a mentorship with you, I was, what I got out of it was like I mentioned, I felt empowered to make my own decisions Mm -hmm. and, and to know that I am worthy and I am like love no matter what I eat, no matter what. So for me, it was like deconstructing the breaking down right Mm -hmm. away was so important. And Mm -hmm. the first thing you said to me that will always stick with me. And I don't, I'm sure it's personalized for everyone, but for me, it was like, go home and eat everything and just kind of like, let it go. Cause I was so again, filled up, bottled up. And, um, you prescribe pew 12. And at first what you, what really helped me was just going home and taking a bath mm-hmm. in baking soda mm-hmm. and salt. And that yeah. just, changed my life that's so huge see we talk about it as if oh i just went home and but it's so huge there's a whole field right i i talk about it in there that's the quickest way to pull out what we refer to as dead oregon energy okay Mm -hmm. people are are surprised look you got all these emotions what does it do? It kills your life force Mm -hmm. it kills your chi or ki or prana and it sits there, right? Are there things that it could help you to pull things out? Yeah, it's called skin. Mm-hmm. Skin, embryologically speaking, all right? Um, skin comes from the same tissue that the brain comes from. Neuroectoderm. Wow. <laughs> so look, you have access to this. So are there things that you could, you could prescribe that, oh, they can actually go and take a bath. This is how you do it for 33 minutes. Mm-hmm. Now, a person comes in, they, they, like if we could kind of, yeah. you know, I know that you're very vulnerable and I know that you're That's doing fine. what you're doing mm-hmm. because you really are invested and you really want to um, just be of service, yeah. right? So you came in and you could have written four or five books on diets and different knowledge, but one of the things that perhaps the you know was could have been more uh, there for you was this joie de vivre was this fluidity was this uh, playfulness yeah. was this childlike way of being um that look you you're going to be okay mm-hmm. just relax you don't need to be very regimented and you know and that really opened things up for you yeah. it allowed your rate of it seemed like based on looking at your blood work, it opened things up for you. Your rate of metabolism um, improved, okay? There was a significant movement in your relationship with your beloved. Mm-hmm. Um, there was more humor. There was more laughter, right? Yeah. Um, and it, you know, that was the beginning. And then you can, and then you get to really m- contextualize the knowledge, right? And that's wisdom. Yeah. Because that's what this book is about. This book is about really accessing the knowledge and contextualizing it in the cup. So what gets brewed is the tea that will quench your thirst. And for each person is different. Mm-hmm. I know because I um, I think we can get so intellectual about it. And we were just talking about this in another interview, but to really be able to feel it in your body and Mm. let it go in your body Mm. is so powerful because I mean, and I know it's different for most people. Some people can feel Mm. it first and then intellectualize, but 
um, I love talking with you about it, but then going through the steps to really replenish and that was so powerful. And then, and, and let me come in and, and you really, um, and, and I have a lot of respect for you and you did the work. You realized that what your family, your mom and dad and the intractable complex family pattern of againstness that was created was mm-hmm. not only affecting your father and your mother or your sister, but also you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it was holding you in a pattern, right? Yeah. Um, so, you know, it was really beautiful how, and I really appreciate your level of trust when you reached out and you said, look, I'm getting married and my mom and dad and, you know, and gosh, it, it, is there a way? What could you do? And I said, look, as just for your, as a gift to your wedding, why don't I come in on a Saturday and invite them both to come in? But don't tell them what's mm-hmm. going to happen. You know, you has to your sister or you, you drive your mom and, you know, your sweetheart drives your dad and you did. Yeah. And it was, it was probably one of the most beautiful highlights uh, that I'll remember in my Aww. career. Really? Yeah. I feel like, I mean, it's one of the biggest moments of, it's made such a big impact on my life and my family's life. But I look at you as like, that's like surgery, like number thousand. You've done that probably a million times over and over again, but. No, it was, it's very (laughs) unique. See, every human being that, that I get the privilege of sitting across, it's really, it's, um, it's, it is a privilege. So to sit across from your mom, sit across from your dad and to really hear them and, and have them and hold this space, be the cup, right? Be that uterus, be that womb where they both feel heard and then miracles occur. Then they realize that, wow, this is our baby. She's getting married. Mm -hmm. Could we really park our frustration, our anger, our hurt here for a length of time and access um, the love that we had at some point that brought us together, Mm -hmm. right? That's really, uh, and it led us into uh, your family and I huddling in the center of our wellness center, right? In the Rumi's garden. And it was just beautiful. Yeah, it was so special. For those of you that are watching or listening, um, I just want to share a little more like context about it. Mm. But my parents, um, it'd been like 10, 11 years that they've been basically trying to get a divorce, fighting, Mm. lawyers, all sorts of things ever since I was 16. But going back way before that. And, um, and it, I was getting married and I was going through, I mean, I'd been through a lot and I, what I learned was that I had to, I couldn't control the way they were, but in this moment, the moment that was really important to me, I really was hoping that they could both show up for me without bringing their stuff along with them. But I was fortunate enough to work with Dr. Sadegi, who um, brought them together, like he mentioned. And I had, I had like so much trust to Dr. Sadegi, but I had heard about conscious uncoupling, mm-hmm. 
And I knew that you had to do with that with Gwyneth Paltrow and Chris Martin. And I had, I really didn't believe that it was ever possible for my parents because I really thought that it was so deep and so Mm -hmm. complicated. And, um, the marriage was basically arranged. So even though at the, yeah, I didn't, it was like, well, they didn't even choose each other. So they didn't even have a love really to begin with, but obviously, um, it's all energy and they came together for a reason and they had my sister and I for a reason and just trusting that it's possible and not giving up and was so, um, just, it was life changing for me. And, and then from there, um, just, you working with my entire family and the family dynamics. I think it's really interesting because I, when I read within Mm. your first book, was that your first book? First. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you talk a lot about family dynamics Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. it's interesting. Like some scenario could be like the husband comes home from work. He's stressed. He takes it on the wife. The wife takes it out on one of the kids Mm -hmm. The older kid, Mm -hmm. so I'm the younger kid, takes it out on the younger kid and Mm -hmm. the younger kid could take it out on herself or children or I mean, not children, but like animals, any (laughs) pets. And it's just this cycle. Vicious cycle. Yeah. This is the really um, when we look at it, it's that's the family constellation. Yeah. Bert Hallinger's um, wrote a book, um, Love's Hidden Symmetry. And it's it's it trickles down, right? It's you, it uh, that's that's how, and that's the vicious cycle that we talk about. And w- regardless of whether you're working with couples to complete, you know, cl- cl- um, clarity in uncoupling, or uh, clarity in coupling, mm-hmm. right? Or um, what we the other programs that we have, such as Solution Integration Trio, and they're couples that they just want to take their relationship to the next level, right? And um, it, it's, it, but the essence of it is that the essence of it is, could you create enough of clarity and emotional management system that each of us will take responsibility, mm-hmm. will take responsibility for our feelings, our thoughts, our emotions. And then when we come into the next moment, we come from a place of spaciousness Mm -hmm. so that there is an opening for a miracle, for a newness to occur. Mm -hmm. In in the book, I talk about uh, one one of my favorite parts um, was uh, that I wrote was (laughs) about the uh, 2020 Wilshire just Mm -hmm. down the street. Mm -hmm. Right. On 2020 Wilshire there's this restaurant called Opaque. Yeah. Right? Isn't yeah. that? And it's for, as I, I talk about, yeah, it's, I love yeah. that part. Right. It's for visually, it's basically operated by visually impaired um, uh, beings. So uh, I we wanted to do something different, right? February, this was last year. And um, uh, for February 10th is the day of life. That's when I had my surgery. So instead of Valentine's Day, day February 14th, we celebrate Valentine's with my beloved on February 10th. Mm. And we call it day of life. And uh, so we wanted to do something different. So we researched and I, we, we went here, not knowing exactly what to expect. 
it's just such an amazing experience of you're going in, they're taking your watch, you're turning in, you're turning off your cell phone. The entire place is just pitch dark. It's not dark. It's like pitch dark. And the difference is that, you know, you walk, you know, you're, you're, Walking in there and, you know, Michael, uh, our waiter came in and Sherry, my beloved, put her right hand on top of his um, right shoulder. And then I put my hand on top of Sherry's right shoulder and we're slowly, right, finding our way going inside the restaurant, right, From uh, from the waiting area and to be seated. Oh, my God. As I went in. It was pitch dark. It was like my brain went berserk, right? And it's like, what's what's going on? Whoa, whoa, whoa. How come I can't see anything? Mm -hmm. And I felt there was this this feeling of cognitive dissonance and panic attack and anxiety and feeling flooded. Well, my cup, see, the cup was like filled up. It's like, I, I can't really find my way through here. And I really worked with myself. You know, I said, look, I'm just gonna, your eyes are closed. That's why you can't see anything and you're safe. And then slowly as I breathe through it and as I work with myself and as I metabolize what was coming up, but everything shifted and changed. Mm -hmm. You know, it's one of those experiences. I'm not invested in this, (laughs) in this restaurant. Um, There's no, you know, this is not an MLM. I I don't even know who owns it, but um, I've been there only once. But the experience was so unique Mm -hmm. that, um, that. And I just thought it was beautiful that they, it was 2020, like Vision yeah. 2020 on Wilshire and the name OPEC. And there were so many, you know, the, 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 um, the metaphors and the symbolism. Um, and it's, it's always like that, right? It's always like that. You walk into any experience. And for people, that experience might not be walking in and it's pitch dark. It could be walking into a new relationship. Mm-hmm. It could be walking in and finding out that um, your beloved um, has been having an affair or, or whatever experience it is. Or look, right now, people, they're, they're going through so much. People are losing their jobs. Yeah. You know, they're in investing 40, 50, 60 years. And then all of a sudden the rug underneath their feet, it's getting pulled off. Right. Um, families are being separated. It, it's, it's the same thing. It's like, could you really use the technology here, um, the EMS, the emotional management system, and to metabolize whatever it is that comes up? Yes, you can. Do you believe that? So you believe that this book can help anyone that can read? Basically, well, the, like the beauty of it yeah. is, um, I, I wanted that to also be available, given my experience that I had with the visually impaired. Um, to be available in Braille. Uh, well, it, it will be available in Braille. Wow! Uh, so far, it's translated to four languages: uh, Spanish, Slovakian, Turkish, English, um, and it's expanding. But one of the first thing was I made a request for um, Ms. Paltrow to consider reading her forward. And she did. Wow. And, and I asked a dear friend of mine, David Booth. David is in his 70s. He's a retired Shakespearean actor. And wow. he's from Oklahoma. <laughs> I just love his voice. <laughs> you know, and I, I asked him and he was kind enough to accept and he read the, the, so it's available on Audible. Wow. So yeah. really anyone can benefit yeah. from it. Listen to it. Yeah. 
What's the difference between love and clarity? Nothing. Nothing. Um, you know, we, we give, uh, we create different distinctions. But for me, you know, he who hasn't loved hasn't known God yet for God is love. Really, God is clarity. And I talk about it, okay, mm -hmm. in the book, that the God of my understanding is is that that line of energy is the line of energy of um clarity you know mm -hmm. it's it's that line of energy of um for forgiving you know that line of energy of um unconditionally loving um it, that is for me um clarity you know and and look there and it and it's a mountain with no top yeah. <laughs> yeah look i i still lose it i still get clogged up to this day every single day i do my pew 12 wow i've created the system it doesn't I, I i was just in new york on today's show i was in um in gorgeous hotel i found a way you know i couldn't really burn it but i i had toilet seat covers that i could ride for 12 <laughs> minutes and, and i could flush it mm -hmm. right it's unbelievable how profound uh, it is, the experience. And, you know, the diet in the book, I did it for eight months. Wow. Eight months. That's the all I had. Day one the 10-day one? The 10-day one, I did it for eight months, every single day. And I checked my blood every other week. So wow. I was the first one. And then um, uh, Ms. Paltrow uh, was, I think, the third or the fourth person that did it. And she just loved it. And she mentioned it, that she periodically would go back to it and do it. And it's the quickest way to cleanse out. Look, what it does is it declutters. So there are people that, with chronic sinusitis and they've, got, they've had surgeries, rooter rooters. You put them on the diet, it thins out and they can actually breathe and smell again. Wow. There are people that they've invested millions on getting IVF, surrogate, and, you know, all it was is this cervical mucosa uh, in, in intrauterine, um, intravaginal. It was so thick. You buy this diet, it takes the pressure off pancreas, thins out the, the, mucol, the mucosal fluid. So then it allows the sperm to travel, okay, up and people get pregnant. Um, for people that they've had significant chronic diseases, um, inflammation, um, uh, insomnia. I mean, look, I these cases yeah. I, I published my own medical records you know four physicians had to go through all these you know before it was it was allowed to be published mm -hmm. so it you know it it works how did you choose but because i was reading the 10 day intentional unsaturation diet mm -hmm. right and um like day one day what's the science behind having certain foods on certain days um that's a, a great question when you're looking at it, my background, uh, one, of the, one of the fields that I've studied is anthroposophical medicine. Based on anthroposophy, every single day, so that there's a reason that we call Monday, Monday, because it's moon day, all right? Because at the beginning, there were, we could only have access to the telescope, so we could only see seven planets around, all right? So based on that, we named the seven days. Mm -hmm. So then there's a set of foods that we have found from the perspective of cosmobiology that when you eat that way, you are in tune with the movement of the cosmos. Wow. Right? Look, it's not an accident. 
that most people, they have thyroid issues either in spring or fall. It, I know by utmost certainty when there will be a surge of cancer patients coming in. They mushroom out. They spring out. It's between spring and fall. And what's fascinating, if you look at every single religion, <laughs> these are the major holidays, Lent, right? Yeah. Uh, Russia, all the major holidays, these are the during the times that people go into fasting, modes of reflection, decluttering, cleansing. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Look, it's, it's there that the wisdom is there. We've forgotten it. We've forgotten it. And the intention of writing this book is to give back. It's to really allow the people that may not have access to me, or I may not have the privilege of sitting across from them and hearing their story, right. And seeing how, what, what it must've been like for them to be a little girl and to go through that household mm -hmm. and the level of you know, the complexities and what was occurring, how it may have affected them, okay, and how they may have armored up and physiologically it may have created a phenotypic expression. And now they show up and they want it to be different, but they need to go back and they need to have compassion for that little girl. Mm -hmm. And they need to apply self-love, self-forgiveness, self-compassion, self-gentility to that little girl first. Because I tell you, consciousness precedes phenotypic expression. Consciousness, our thoughts, feelings, emotions, the set emotional tone, our personalities, they come before what we look like. Mm -hmm. That's really the intent of the book so that people would have an opportunity. They could survey and they could find where are the triggers that they have inside and they could do something about it. And it's as simple as a form of journaling or writing or a way, a, a, for, a, a different, a, a specific way of walking that can, that can really help them to mm -hmm. be able to move forward on their journey. Yeah. And we touched a little bit on fertility mm -hmm. and, um, I've been, I'm pregnant I, some of you know, some of you don't know, you know this. Yeah. <laughs> you were the first person we told. <laughs> we're so excited. Yeah. But I've been reading about, so I'm, I've been so interested in intergenerational suffering for a long time. And we um, discussed that. And I recently read that a woman's eggs are created while she is in her mother's womb. Yes. And I just thought that was so incredible because mm -hmm. Uh, my mother basically helped create the eggs that I have. Yeah. And that the person that I'm creating, my mother helped create. Yeah. There is a nestedness, right? These babushka dolls, the, yeah. these Russian dolls, yeah. that there is a larger doll, you know, then there's, you keep opening it and there's, you know, so there is a nestedness, N-E-S-T-E-D. There is a nestedness to life. Mm -hmm. Look, we're all connected. Yeah. You know, you say, wow, you're busy. Thank you for being here. Don't thank me. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for creating this platform. Thank you for doing what you're doing. Because if one person that is listening to this, if their life is shifts and changes, and if they move forward on their journey, I'm affected. Mm -hmm. My daughter, my grandchildren... <laughs> Mm -hmm. lives would be affected. That's the nestedness that we have. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. 
it's uh, you know how how you feel so that's why this idea of coming together and creating as much of a healing as possible given the givens mm-hmm. so that there was a spaciousness so then you guys could go to Santa Barbara and have that gorgeous ceremony mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. um it was a privilege for me to be of service to create that but this idea of transgenerational healing and um, and how connected we are. Look, we're all swimming in the same river mm-hmm. and we can't shit and we can't pee in the river upstream <laughs> and expect a different result downstream. That yeah. is really the law of life. That's the law of karma, that there is a boomerang going around. You cannot create hurt and expect it uh, to just disappear and to evaporate. It doesn't work that way, you mm-hmm. know? It's, um, and I appreciate, I appreciate the consciousness that you hold, who you are, and, and really the platform and the conversation that you're starting for all of us. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about mental health and um, addiction as well, and how that translates into society in terms of homelessness and, um, and because I think, so we talked, you mentioned that a little bit, psychosom, what do you call it? The psychosomatic illness. Yeah, psychosomatic illness. Yeah. And I find, well, some people are just one paycheck away from being homeless. Yeah. And then when that happens and they don't have any support system, any family to turn to, um, their their faith in humanity is also taken and then that turns into a mental situation and how um they i don't know just like your thoughts on the whole um cycle of what's happening it's a vicious cycle right um a person that comes in look they're 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 patients right i cover one of the things that we started my wife and i we started the nonprofit organization that you and your family have been such an avid supporter of um, a love button global movement. We feel very privileged um, that one of the, the program is we've contributed and we've started um, a program through the UCLA Harbor for um, children and women that they're going through oncological diseases, cancer, malignancy, that they cannot afford some of the alternative treatments that they're sponsored through love button. Mm -hmm. and they get to have acupuncture, they get to have counseling, they get to have people that can sit across from them and help them to process, metabolize guilt, shame, sexual abuse, neglect. People have gone through some deep shit. I mean, people are coming in with deep cuts. And, you know, and when they have that, when you contain that, you give birth to a new line of energy. You give birth to a new compassion. You give birth to people that they actually care. People are not armored. You know, that's how you create a new line of energy. That's how you create a new breed of human being that they care about each other. Um, You know, and and if you don't, and if you just, uh, you show up antibiotic way of being, well, look what we've done, right? From, you know, you look at 1940s when we came out with penicillin, Alexander Fleming, we thought that panacea, everything is cured, we're going to be fine. No, we're, no, we're, we're worse off now. 
We have mycobacterium tuberculi. We have tuberculosis that they're resistant, right? They call them superbugs. The uh, aeruginosa, Pseudomonas aeruginosa, tiny little bug. They used to create um, ear infections in kids, right? In children. Right now, they're, they're superbugs, you know? Wow. No, we have absolutely no antibiotics. Why? Because we keep attacking them left and right. You cannot attack any aspect, any caste of society. Because if you do, you create resistance. Mm -hmm. You create human beings that they don't feel, they feel disconnected, they feel disenfranchised. That's, that might be contributing to what we've got. Mm -hmm. So we can create a culture of complaints or there are people like you that they step forward and they create a different conversation. Mm -hmm. You know, we have you know, dandelion projects where we distribute love button and invite people to pause and love. Just wearing this, it gives an opportunity. People see me, they might not even believe in it, but they see it and it seeds them inside that love. Wow, what would it be like for me to be loving? It could be down the stream, they, they see someone that they, they have a flat tire, they pull over. That they need, they see a person that's transient, they'll give them a cookie, they give them an apple, they give them a dollar. This is how you create a trickle-down economy. You create a trickle-down culture that cares about itself. And it creates a new breed of human being that they love. That's you beautiful. Know? That's, that's really the intention. And that's really why I'm here. Mm -hmm. And that's why, you know, I, that line of energy of the Clarity Cleanse has come through. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm so excited to share this with everyone. And I... I really, I mean, I had the opportunity to work with you, but I went through this book and um, it really gives everyone the steps that they need to take to, to work on themselves and hopefully, sh hopefully share with their family. So thank you so much for coming out here and, and sharing with me. It's such a privilege. I, I love being here. I love you. I love this powerful, um, uh, just worldly, confident compassionate giving woman that you are uh, i love the fact that you're impregnated and you're giving birth not only to a new life but also a new life for all of us through everything that you do and the conversations that you're starting it's such a privilege to witness your growth and to be here thank you for inviting me thank you i love you i love you too